Hello again, people of the world. This is the Underwater Sunshine Podcast. My name is Adam Duritz, and I'm here with my friend. I'm James Campion, and it's good to be back together with you again, my friend. Welcome back. Yes, indeed. So I had some kind of news for you. You know, as you know, uh, we kind of split ways on the Outlaw Roadshow this year. Ryan's just going to do some of his own things. He's uh, focusing on New England right now. He's doing a an Outlaw Roadshow in Providence in the coming weeks. And a bunch of the other people that were involved in the Roadshow, we had a talk the other day, and we decided to keep putting on festivals as well. And strangely enough, when I told them about my project with you and the podcast, what came up from everyone was how much they loved Underwater Sunshine as the name for a festival, too. Sure. So as well as the Underwater Sunshine podcast, a group of us who worked on the Outlaw Roadshow are going to be producing the Underwater Sunshine Festival as well, uh, starting, I think, in the fall of this year. Wow, that's great. Yeah, so that's kind of exciting news for me because I, I really love doing that, and I'm excited to like get to work with all the bands again. Um, I know how much this means to you, really. I mean, that's how you and I really officially met when I started the project with you in October yeah. 2016 right here uh, in your place. And just your face lights up. You talk about it. I remember you saying to me, if you really, really want to know about me, you got to see the Outlaw Roadshow. It's where I live and breathe. A lot of the friends that you've built over the years are through that. And I don't need to speak for you, but as, a, as an outside objective observer, I could see how much that really means to you to bring all these bands together, many of them unsigned, if not all of them, and, and many of them interacting with each other. It's really fascinating to watch. Well, James and I had spoken several times over a period of you know, many years uh, with him calling to, re- to uh, interview me for different records we'd made. And when we decided to sort of like take all these great talks we've had and start to maybe make a book out of yeah, them. compile them, sure. You know, we started it. Uh, a year ago, about well, it's a year and three months now. About in October of 2016, at, at the Outlaw Roadshow, because that's exactly what I said to you. I said, if you really want to know about me, <laughs> you should come here. And James <laughs> spent a few days with us here. Uh, we were all hanging around the house. We film acoustic sessions during the the days at my house, and then we put on the shows at night down the block at uh, Bowery Electric. And it was a blast, and I I do think it was a great way to get to know, you know, me because you also met, you know, when that goes on, there's about forty people that there's forty bands that come to play it from all over the world, and that's a, you know, an estimate. But there's also about twenty to forty people at times that stay here. <laughs> it was a little less that year. It was probably about. <laughs> Fifteen or twenty people. It's that like were a salon. Here. It really yeah. is. It really is. And Painters it's cool. and musicians and writers. And the great thing is that you just kind of meander. It's not like you're the grand poobah. This thing you host it, but you you inter- You're in and out and interacting with everybody. And and it's great. There's a stream of people walking down the street down to the Bowery back to your house at all hours of day and night. Uh, it is a it's just amazing, and I and I and I say this again, and I want to I want to make it clear to listeners and people uh, now that you're talking about this new venture that it's the organic communal aspect of that show. That couple of days, everybody roots for each other. Everybody plays songs with each other. They trade tips, inside baseball stuff. It's it's just great. It's great to be part of it and great to watch. Well, the bands get to know each other from being around here all the time. 
you know, they come in to play an acoustic session and film it at my house, and I think they're pretty surprised to see that there are a bunch of other bands watching them do it. And then when they get done and one of those other bands, it's time for their set, they tend to stick around and watch the other band. Oh, they I, help them set up and they, they Yeah, I think that's one of the things that really surprises people over the course of the – they find themselves sticking around. I just thought this was how they were run. But what I found out over the years is that, no, there aren't many festivals like this where everybody really hangs out with everybody else. Everybody goes to watch everybody else. You know, in, the, in the years that follow, people end up touring together. Lots of bands go out on the road together. They open for each other. Um, you know, we really did build quite a community over the years. You know, the, they really started back in – well, we did some in 2012, I think in 2013 here in New York – before we'd actually called it the Outlaw Roadshow. And I think the first real Outlaw Roadshow was probably in Austin in 2013 or 14, maybe was the first one. No, it's got to be earlier than that. I'm not sure. But, but um, you know, we did them down there. We did them in Nashville. We did them in New York. Uh, we did it in Toronto. Uh, you know, we really, it was a very cool thing. That might be a nice thing to do today. I think maybe what we'll do today on the set, on the, on the podcast is play you some music from a bunch of outlaw roadshow bands and we'll talk about them and tell you, you know, how we stumbled upon these bands. Um, Literally. Cause in some ways I came stumbling out after the first night, it was a late one. Uh, and, and you tell a great story about how you were in bed and all of a sudden people are playing music at God knows what hour of the morning. You're like, what's that? And it was, you know, yeah, this, uh, I didn't realize what I had been so drunken up late the night before. I didn't realize how late it had gotten in the day and the set well, the session started at 10 or 11 anyways, some days. So, um, but there are people playing music in your kitchen here until like dawn. Yeah. Which is why I hadn't slept for very long when the music started. All of a sudden, there's this really incredible three-part harmony, four-part harmony coming out of, you know, the main room in the house, and I was. It woke me up. I'm, I had to come out here and see what what the fuck was going on. Um, well, if, if you want, we could start with that. I'd like to play a song from the. I believe the name of the band is the Harmelies, and they were the band that was playing. In your living room that morning, the song that I remember that really stuck in my head was from their 2015 album. Uh, the name of the album is Pretty Picture, Dirty Brush. Love that. And um, the name of the song is I Keep Ticking On. And here is the wonderful dulcet tones and harmonies of well-named The Harmelies. Took me down in the end. I keep taking on. I keep taking on. I keep taking on. I keep taking on. I'm tied up with a job I really hate. Keep a smile, hold your black tray straight. Fire for dropping a glass of wine Screw them all, I'm 
That is the Harmelies from Nashville, Tennessee that I saw right here at the Outlaw Roadshow at Adams Place in the fall of October, October 2016, I should say. Uh, that's Haley Grant on the lead vocals and guitar there and Kaylee Jasperson on the bass and harmonies. Great duo uh, and um, fantastic sound. And I can only imagine what that must have been like to wake up to that because it was really cool to see it in the club. And that's the other great thing that uh, Adam didn't mention, but I guess we'll get to it, is that... Uh, you know, everybody that worked around the Outlaw Roadshow would would buy up all the merchandise for the bands and then give it away free to all the people who, by the way, get into the show for free to support the band. So they're getting the audiences, their CDs, their merchandise, and everything's getting out there. T-shirts are getting out there to people so they can, you know, get um, some spotlight put on them. And I think it's a wonderful thing you guys do that way. That was a good idea. We did it a few years ago when Squarespace was one of our sponsors. They had an idea. Uh, to just buy a bunch of the uh, merch from all the bands, and then we just put it out uh, for people as they came to the shows. And it, uh, it, so the bands sold merch, and people got the merch without having to pay for it, which encourages you to get into a band when you can get it for free. That's one thing about the road shows. We always tried to do as much as possible for free. The, the shows have always been free. After Squarespace came up with the idea, we did it several other years as well, where we got the sponsors... Um, or, or we as an organization just bought the, the merch from all the bands, uh, you know, and put it out for people. And I thought that was great. Yeah, that that worked really well. Uh, I think that was a fantastic idea. I do appreciate Squarespace for that because it was a brilliant thing to do. We've stolen the idea from them, but <laughs> I'm sure they wouldn't mind. You know, I want to talk about another band. This one, I can't remember who turned me on to these guys. I think it might have been Chris Miller from uh, from Day Trotter. You know, one of the great things about the Roadshow is how many people. We met other bands, just friends we made on Twitter that we didn't actually meet in person for a year until they played. Uh, other bloggers and you know people like Chris from Day Trotter who turned me on to quite a few things over the years. There was a band in Wisconsin years ago called uh, Dearmond Edison, and uh, the I don't think many people have heard of that band. But the wild thing about Dearmond Edison is the people who came out of it. Justin Vernon, who's who is Bonnie Vare is how he's known now. Uh, was from D'Armond Edison. The three guys that formed Megaphon were in D'Armond Edison. And the third guy, and the last of them to put out you know, his own material, really, was uh, Chris Porterfield. After D'Armond Edison split up, had a band briefly called Conrad Plymouth. Uh, and then he, he renamed it and sort of reformed it as Field Report. And Field Report, a few years ago, made one of the best albums I've heard in, in ages. The songwriting... I love Bon Iver, and I still think it's possible that the best songwriter out of that group of people might end up being Chris Porterfield, because the level of composition is astounding. The first song I heard was the first song on the record when it was sent to me, 
and it completely blew my doors off. Uh, and I, I want to play that to begin with. Uh, so this is it's called Fergus Falls, and it's from Field Reports, a self-titled initial LP, which is also called Field Report. So uh, dig this.
That was Field Report, Fergus Falls. Uh, they were one of many, many bands from Wisconsin that were that <laughs> played the Outlaw Roadshow over the years. It was it. There's this insanely great scene going on in Wisconsin apparently because we had one, two, three, four or five bands from Wisconsin, all like sort of incestuous. They all knew each other, or a lot of them did. Um, they'd all played on, on each other's records at times. Uh, it was uh, Field Report. Foreign Fields, Boom Forest, Daniel and the Lion, later Canyon Spells, Fox. Um, I know I'm forgetting one, too. It's, it was like four or five bands, all good, that played roadshows and just keep, it kept turning us on to each other. Right. You know, uh, um, <laughs> it's this crazy scene going on in Wisconsin. I, I love that song. I think he's just a spectacular writer, you know. And uh, that, it's another... Um style that you employ in your lyric writing we've talked about it before using actual places to express uh you know feeling or get people into where they are uh what's happening in their lives and it reminds me of you guys counting crows went out and did outlaw roadshow uh tours and you brought the bands with you right you brought some of these bands with you on the road. How yeah, is that like including Field Report. That was one of the ones we brought. Oh, cool. Yeah, so how was it? I mean, for some of these bands, was, was this like the first real big tour they had done? Was it? Oh, definitely. It was for all of them. I think it was the first big tour they'd done. Um, that must have been fun. It was a pretty cool way we ran it, too. They played 30-minute sets. Uh, we had two different sort of like chunks of the summer, and for each chunk, we had three bands with us. And they would each play 30-minute sets with 10-minute breaks in between. And then we would play at the end of the night. But what made it even cooler was that they played in a different slot every night. If you played first one night, you played second the next night and third the night after that. Uh, and then you'd go back to opening the show again. And then you play second, and then you play third right before us. You know, we ran it flawlessly all summer. You know, we had six or seven bands out with us that way. And I think it introduced their music to a lot of people. I, I know I absolutely loved it. At the time of my life that summer, I stayed on stage for the entire show every night. <laughs> I introduced every band as they came on and left the stage. It was just really, really cool. I, I loved it. Another real dream of yours, because I know you've done a couple of tours where it was kind of like that, the Traveling Circus. We've talked about that, how much you loved doing that, which was sort of uh, you know an offshoot of Outlaw Roadshow, getting bands together and playing and everybody coming up on stage and playing with each other. But this goes all the way back to your first really big tour you made it a point back when you first hit it in 94 to go and get eclectic different style bands to tour with you you just and you used to tell me that you just love to sit on the side of the stage and watch these watch these guys play introduce you know bands that you really dug to a lot to a whole bigger audience yeah that first summer we had all kinds of different bands we had the cox family a bluegrass band a a three-generation bluegrass band from northern louisiana uh we had the soul rebels brass band like a 10-piece uh, New Orleans brass band. Uh, Laurie Carson there yeah, that Carson. summer. Uh, fantastic. We had Alex Chilton of Big Star uh, out with us that summer for a while. Uh, I can't remember everybody. Uh, Buffalo Tom, the great uh, grunge pop band. Let me play <laughs> one more song by while we're here by, by Field Report. This sure. is, this is uh, also off their debut album. It's called Taking Alcatraz. Thank you. 
If I die here Please just tell the boy That a line in the sand Don't matter You don't care That a bird in Yeah, that's a good one. Really beautiful song there. Love the harmonies. Love the use of the vocals. And uh, Adam and I were were both reading along with the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, man, like it's such kids. a good. He's such a good writer. It just it knocks me out, man. It just yeah, it just really knocks me out. Yeah, I won't even I won't even try to deconstruct that. I think uh, I have many many. Uh, it, it it paints a lot of pictures all at once. Very nice. Very well done. I mean, the first thing you think of always is Alcatraz as a way to. You know, an escape or, you know, being trapped on an island and um, so much stuff there. But I love it. I love all the um, description of the car and where to park and really, really beautifully done. Yeah, it's like talking about some protest thing. It's like they're talking about we're going to take the island uh, (laughs) in protest of the smallpox blankets, you know, which were given to the Indians back in the day, Native Americans. Right, right. You know, it's it's like a song about being young in this kind of way you're going to just do whatever the fuck you want or protest something they're going to go take the island over and i don't know i don't know what he says it's just it's an incredibly rich song to me and there's a storytelling aspect to it that uh i know you have in your songs that i, I like to follow along with and kind of find where it gets, it's going to go it's a, it's a great song beautifully done and and those guys toured with you they were on the outlaw roadshow tour they also played several outlaw roadshows um they played austin they played new york uh they played a, a, quite a few of them, two or three of them. Um, part of the rich Wisconsin heritage of rock and roll. <laughs> um, anyways, what do you got? What do you got? Well, that reminds me. Uh, I was going to wait till later, but uh, you know, I just uh, saw our friend Immer a couple of days ago while he was swinging through New York with Camper Van Beethoven, and um, and he slipped me the Jimmy and Emmy from uh, right here in New York City back in 2012, uh, live disc. And there was just a couple of songs on here that just absolutely blew me away. Um, the whole record is great. If you don't have it, go out and get it. Jimmy Nimmy, we should tell people, is oh, yes, uh, the great uh, British songwriter James Maddox. James Maddox, right. And, uh, and then David Immergluck from, from our band, Counting Crows. They've been playing together for years. Um, and you could tell. Well, he's, you know... Immer's on just a lot of James Maddock records, and they started billing themselves, and they made a live album and a couple other records as Jimmy and Emmy, too. They sure yeah. did. And uh, I had never, you know, I, I, again, this is one of those things we talked about uh, <laughs> in previous podcasts. Where the hell have I been? You know, 2005, 2012. Anyway, really moved by a couple of songs. Wanted to play a couple if you have a moment. Sure. Um, it really does show you not only the brilliance of James's. Uh, songwriting, but also how great Immer is for you guys and for you as a vocalist and for, for, for James here as well. So the first one I want to play is Hollow Love. 
um, from uh, Jimmy and Emmy, I believe a 2012 live at the Rockwood, Rockwood Music Hall. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Oh, this is a great song.
That is James Maddock and our buddy David Imergluck and uh, a wonderful song called Hollow Love. And that's, just, that's just such a great song. <laughs> and they're killing It's like almost like tongue-tistingly difficult guitar parts, too. It just like – and then, of course, that's James on guitar and Immer's playing mandolin on that one, uh, in case you were curious. And it reminds me so much, and I hope through these podcasts – Adam will talk more about it too, but the connection that uh, Immer and Adam have, and we've talked about it while we're working on the book, is is sort of what he's doing here with James. It's, it's like he just kind of figures it out. He understands it. There's a certain connection that Immer has with music. If he gets into it, he can improve it so much exponentially just by his ability to get inside a song and just work it. And you, you can hear him singing background here. And, and a great example of that is the other one I wanted to play, which is When the Sun's Out. Where he's singing, he's also playing, he does this amazing solo. <laughs> At one point, Maddox is like, he's great. <laughs> he just says it from the stage, it's fantastic. <laughs> anyway, one more of Jimmy and Emmy from the uh, Live at the Rockwood from 2012, and here's uh, uh, When the Sun's Out. Sun's out. I wanna go where the people go. I 
down on the stereo Yeah, that's all I know When the song is out I feel things so deeply that I know one day I'm bound to crack That's a long way off for me So till then keep me company The shop girl saying I wear it well A little old-fashioned but I can't tell When the sun's out I want to be with the one I love I want to know what she's thinking of Is she still in love when the sun's out? When the sun's out I want to go where the people go song I know when the sun's out Kicking on a Saturday night We drink for free and the money's alright But I pay for the things I do Cause I never get a Saturday off with you
So cool. <laughs> Very cool. No question about it. And we should say that Rockwood is a great place to see an act. Um, very small, intimate, right over by Cass's Deli in the Lower East Side. Great place and such an intimate show. I, I just love that record. So it's a Jimmy and Emmy. Definitely check that out and all that stuff. And those guys played the Outlaw Road show as well. Yes, they did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Uh, well, and they, they, they filmed the sessions here several times. James has played. I'm not sure if they played in the actual shows at night, but they played the film sessions here. Last year they did it together. The year before that, uh, James did it on his own, uh, which was incredible. You know what? I want to play. Uh, I'm just going to get right into a couple other things. This is a, a band that played almost every Outlaw Roadshow until last year when they finally broke up. They were a Boston band. Uh, they're called Mean Creek. Uh, pretty much every album they ever put out, which is about five, they were together for about 10 years. So they did five or six records, was album of the year in Boston. Um, they were just a spectacular band cross between, they were like our new reborn pixies for the the teens oh, you know, and the aughts. Uh, and I, I just gotta, I'm just going to play a couple songs because they're one of my favorite bands ever. And they also came out on the road with Counting Crows several times. Uh, they might be my crew's favorite band that ever toured with us. Um, and whenever I don't bring them out on a tour, which I can't do anything about now that they've broken up, <laughs> my tour's a little, my crew's a little pissed off at me every time I don't. And there's nothing I can do about it now because after a decade, they finally split up. And this is Come On Before It's Gone from, uh, I think, 2012's Youth Companion. Come On Before It's Gone. Mean Creek. <laughs> Thank you. 
I just want to go, woo! Oh, that's crazy. Fuck yeah! That was, uh, so that was, that last song was Young and Wild, also by Mean Creek, also from the album Youth Companion. Uh, so the first song was Come On Before It's Gone, the second one was Young and Wild. Man, I love that band. Great I, sound. They were just. Fat, great sound, great guitar. It sounds live, and uh, I was telling Adam what was playing, um, you know, it's got it's got all these things in it. The uh, Velvets, Iggy, you were saying Springsteen, uh, but just the fat guitars. Great I love the background vocals of that second song, the 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 the, the uh, woman young woman singer. Aurora. Yeah, yeah. Beautifully done. It's it's a great sounding band. Great rock and roll band. Uh, now you gotta tell me why the crew loves them so much. It's because they're fucking amazing. <laughs> That's why they love them so much. It's because they're just straight up fucking amazing. And you know, and they would they would open for us, and they would absolutely burn the fucking house down whenever they played. It was it was the greatest thing ever. I mean, and the crew loved them just because they were incredible. That's that's it's as simple as that. There's there's literally nothing else to it. And they, and they are the greatest people too. They're a great group of people. And I love them. Like a lot of outlaw bands, they're just like great people. And man, they could just you want to be in that band. Yeah, to be in it, that band. <laughs> it was just they were incredible. They were playing this one show upstairs. I think upstairs at Rockwood or upstairs at Piano in this sort of low ceiling room down in the Lower East Side during CMJ one year, and they were also playing the Roadshow. But a bunch of us all went to see their other gigs too, you know. And so we were at this gig upstairs at Pianos, and they they're playing the last song I said. It's the comedian. It was the name of the song. And it just goes into this insane guitar solo. And Aurora... Who's the guitarist, right? The lead guitar player, Aurora Unjin, is this beautiful, sweet little girl. It's just shredding her guitar. And she's like spins around. She's not even looking at what she's doing because she's just completely fucking rocking out. She spins around. 
she takes out Chris, the lead singer, Chris Keen's mic stand, and I and in trying to get out of her way, the bass player like tripped over something and fell, <laughs> and she's just completely tearing the shit out of the song. So the mic stand goes to the floor, the bass player goes to the floor. Chris is still playing guitar. He's down on the floor trying to get his mic stand up. I have to go to the floor. I'm I got to jump in the front because there's there's no. There's nothing between the band and the crowd right there. It's the same. There's no stage. It's just they're yeah, in the corner. Yeah, sure. I'm down there trying to lift up the mic stand from under him, and she's like on the ground too now. Uh, and she, as she's like finishing up the solo and getting ready for Chris to come back in, she looks. She opens up her eyes and looks around, and there's literally no one left standing. And she's like stood back up at this point. There's no one left at eye level from her band because the <laughs> bass player's on the ground still playing, but he can't stand up. Chris is down there trying to get the mic stand. I'm down there with him trying to get the mic stand up. And Aurora's looking around. There's just no one visible but her and the drummer at her eye level. <laughs> it just uh, – she had completely trashed everyone's. It was – it was epic. It was a very epic moment. And they toured with you a couple of times then, right? Uh, oh, said- yeah. Two or three tours. We did a bunch of tours together. We just, I, just, I loved touring with them so much. Mean Creek. And I'll tell you, that is exactly what it's like here with all these bands. And they're so supportive of everybody. Everybody surprises everybody. There's, there's so many things. You know, and it just goes to show you how much great music is out there. Um, so much. I was yeah, surprised I think how many people bands are, coming from Austin and Nashville and go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just going to say I think people are a little intimidated at times by indie music thinking it means some weird music they're not going to like. Right. But it's not true. It's just great music is great music and it's just a matter of discovering it and there's nothing not to love about any of these bands, you know. Uh you know we were talking about the Wisconsin connection, and I, I want to play a couple more by a different band. This is a sure. the the first band that we sort of discovered from Wisconsin that led us to all the others in a way. Chris Miller from Day Trotter again called me up one day and he said he had just stumbled on this record. He'd been looking on the website of an artist who had just played the Day Trotter Studios in Rock Island, and uh, on her website she had a rotating. Like what I'm listening to now or what I'm reading now. It had books, some movies, pictures, you know, that would just rotate and go by the screen. And what went by the screen was this band called Flights and an album called Anywhere But Where I Am. And uh, they've since changed their name to Foreign Fields. But he said, this is the most beautiful record I've heard in ages. It's these two guys from Wisconsin. They, like, managed to, like, get uh, an office in this, like, office complex and they just made the whole record by themselves, and they recorded it's it in the office. Yeah, like just by themselves in this like a you know empty office. I like, love that stuff. Strip mall office or something. Right. And uh, I had to hear it. They were from this town called Baraboo, Wisconsin. I think they're from Baraboo. They might have been from Milwaukee or Eau Claire. I can't remember. He sent me the record. I flipped out, and immediately we booked them for the Outlaw Roadshow that year in Austin. So we get down there for the Outlaw Roadshow, and we're down there a few days early, Ryan and I. And that afternoon, and I've talked several times to the guys in the band, but I've never met them, never seen them play or anything. Um, and it turns out Day Trotter's got a studio at this house down there. Um, they set up in this one house they do every year at uh, South By. And they've got foreign fields coming in that afternoon. So I go over there. Ryan came over a little later. I go over there. And these guys are setting up, and I introduce myself. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, we're so excited to play uh, the Outlaw Roadshow. It's great. You know, we start talking, and uh, they get everything set up. The drummer uh, goes in a closet 
or a bathroom. It's closed off. They're like restaurant playing in the living room. They play this song. And it's called Pillars. I can't really hear the mix. I'm just in the room with them, you know? It's the most stunningly beautiful thing I've ever heard. And the musicianship is just like, it's just, it's incredible. Um, How many guys in the band? Uh, there were four at the time, five. And they finished it. And I walked over. I'm like, okay, that's like the best thing I've ever heard anyone do. <laughs> and, they're, and they breathe. And like they literally, the, they breathe oh, they a sigh relieved. of relief. Eric and Brian, the, the two leaders, breathe a sigh of relief. And Brian looks at me and he goes, oh, thank God. You know, we've never played together before. This is our first gig, really. <laughs> I, I go, but it's a recording so session. Recording. He goes, I go, it's a recording session. He goes, Oh, yeah, I guess. Okay, then our first gig will be your show, the Outlaw Road show tomorrow. But this is the first time we've ever played for other people. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, you're break a leg. You're <laughs> off to a great start. What can I say? Nice going. Um, you know, and then we all became friends, and they played the road show, and they come up here, and they've stayed with me a bunch of times with other bands they play with. And uh, they're both just complete geniuses. They're really creative. Um, Please tell me they're still together, at least this Yeah, yeah, yeah. They okay, do other yeah. stuff, too, but they're still together. And that's why I was going to play some. This is their second record. It's actually an EP called What I Kept in Hiding. And they were working on these songs. The first time I heard these songs, they came up here to play the roadshow one year. But they also had a gig. Uh, one of their cousins is a teacher at Alvin Ailey, I think, Dance Studios, or okay. Joffrey Ballet, one of the two. And they did several gigs with the dance classes where they would play and the dancers had composed da- compositions to their dance to their songs and they'd play in the classrooms the big you know the big open Oh they play live while the dancers Yeah, dance. it was incredible. And these they played both of these songs one of the times I saw them with the dancers going on and it, it was unreal. It was so cool. Uh anyways, this is a this is Foreign Fields, which is what they changed their name to from Flights cuz some other band already was called Flights. Ah. Uh and so this is uh from Wisconsin yet again. <laughs> this is the original Wisconsin band for the um the Outlaw Roadshow. This is Foreign Fields from the EP What I Kept in Hiding. This is I Have Your Weapons. Don't you cry, you're not the only one. That it's a simple world with a simple end. Gone is gold, a lesson there. Don't be shy, come through your fence. I love this world, but now it's time for it. Disappear. I love you all, but now it's time for us to disappear. And you.
love you all, but now it's time for us to disappear. I know you're gone, you deny. You can't even help but rise. And I have your weapons, your powder. I'll show you what I favor. Beautiful song, great sound, great yeah. sound. Uh, they recorded it in a house. You were telling me. Yeah. I think they just did it in their. I mean, in their apartment or something in Nashville. <laughs> this one, they're they're just really creative guys. They all they both play guitar. Uh, Eric is a brilliant keyboard player too. They both sing. Um, just two guys. Yeah, but they. I mean, in the band, there's often five. Um, right, right, but. Right. I don't know if they're all playing when they're recording. It depends see, if the song has drums on them or if it's got loops. It, you know, right. it could be either way. It, it, sure. They're just incredibly creative and great writers. I, I just want to say that the, I love the, the last lines, I've been, you know, when I can find the lyrics and read along. Uh, I, am not, I am not here saving you. I am here to be with you is really nice. It's uh, the kind of thing that uh, is never really said in a relationship, but sometimes people are always trying to fix other people and uh, you know, save the day and be the hero, but... Uh, just being there sometimes is really it's cool well said and it ends the song ends that way so yeah yeah it's really nice alright so you got another one by these guys yeah this is another one that was a lot of uh, Brian singing lead with Eric singing the harmonies I think this is called Subtle Weight it's off the same EP What I Kept in Hiding which is from 2015 and I think this one's more sung by Eric
And I'm just a child so lost in his way now I'm broken, bruised, naked, covered in shame I am broken, bruised, and covered in shame I need you wait for my soul I'm so afraid you let me go I need you wait for my soul It's hard to wait Oh, as trouble lands Face first in That's that's subtle way. It, that's that's uh, song. Eric singing. He's just an incredibly beautiful singer. I mean, a lot of emotion there. Yeah, it, vulnerability it kind of, and all. Kind of breathtaking. <laughs> it really is. It's great. Again, I uh, reiterate, um, it's uh, a lot of great musicians, a lot of really talented people out there. That uh, I think you've said it many times. There's, you don't know what you're looking for. 
sometimes. You know, you know it's out there, but how do you find it? How do you go? And, and that's why the Outlaw Roadshow or, if, you know, when and if, and I hope it's when you, you do the Underwater Sunshine Festival, it, it gives a place for people to come see these these amazing bands and, and, and watch them play. It's, and these guys play for the very first time, thanks to you, digging on hit their music and bringing well, them thanks out. To- Sean found them first, and then he had them at the Day Trotter house the day before we did. But, yeah, I mean, they're like – they also played with us. They were on the Outlaw Roadshow tour. They were also with us uh, at the uh, kind of famous – the 4th of July Barnstormer show at Codfish Hollow oh, Barn in Maquoketa, right, Iowa. Right, right. They were on that show too. Um, that inspired you to write a song. I think it's in one of your songs when you, you talk about that. About them, uh, didn't you say one time you stumbled on two guys just kind of playing guitar? Well, that was after our show in, at Codfish Hollow when we went upstairs, and I stumbled upon uh, Daniel and the Lion, who were friends from Wisconsin of uh, these guys. You know, it's just the, the Wisconsin thing is just it's disturbing in a way that they all came from there. <laughs> like uh, They came en masse, like lemmings to the sea. I mean, what is the deal with Wisconsin and all these bands, you know? I was going to play, let me play this one thing because this is interesting. It's the band Boom Forest. Uh, JP, who was in uh, Foreign Fields when I first met them and then left to do his own project. But this is the last song on his his album, uh, just the Boom Forest album. It's called No Lion. It's the second to last song, I think. It's called No Lion. It's an acapella song with JP singing lead and Brian and... uh, Eric from Foreign Fields doing the other vocals on it. So it's actually the guys from Foreign Fields and JP from Boom Forest on the Boom Forest record. So check this out. This is called No Lion. These days These days are hard Digging out plans for the yard and finding your face in the cards In these days We're kicking the tires And smoking outside by the fire But you are my death of desire Cause I'm from the wrong side on the tracks Where the streets without street lights are black Where all night the trains they will roar Like no line that you've heard before Yes, in these days Nothing but blame You're selling yourself with your name A last glimpse of fortune and fame Oh yeah, in these days You think that it's me that you want I'm just everything you're not but you can still live in my heart 
Simon and Garfunkel good. <laughs> that yeah. the harmony is just so great. That's pretty crazy, huh? Yeah, thanks for playing that. That is really good. Wow. That made my day. <laughs> yeah, man, they're just really They're very cool. It's everybody's been so so I just want to play one more myself. Speaking of firsts, the first act when I got here, I think it was Friday morning of the Outlaw Road show weekend. Um, back here in the garden, which Adam calls his little space back here where he has his piano and all set up and equipment, uh, the Don DeLego Band. Uh, the name of the record, the name of the album is um, Magnificent Ram A from 2016. So the record had just come out, and um, I had a bunch of people sitting in with him. It was a real hootenanny. Uh, and uh, I have not heard the recorded version, but I, I remember, and it was cool. I got to hang out with those guys when you and I were going back and forth to the Bowery and then you were rehearsing with Rob uh, Thomas and um, and uh, Emmer and uh, Matt the, Beck yeah uh, they came in and they were they were watching they were hanging out and I got a real a, a picture of them all sitting there it reminded me of like those pictures of the band when they were hanging out in Woodstock <laughs> they had that look and feel about them great band so I wanted to play one more from the Outlaw Roadshow in 2016 and again I thank Adam for uh, having me uh, you know start the book project there because it really does we started off by talking about this but uh, it really does define him uh, his love of, of music and uh, and new bands and, and and sharing music so the name of the song is Drive like Pirates, the Don DeLego Band. And I'm going to be hearing this for the first time recorded because I remember hearing it right here in, the, in your place. Here we go.
So that was kind of a cool introduction to the Outlaw Roadshow for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they sang that part. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, they're, that's a great band. They were really good that day. I forgot about that. I love that song. Right, so we're, I think it's about enough for today. So we're going to sign off from the Underwater Sunshine podcast, and I'm going to send you off into the night or morning or wherever the hell you're listening to this when you listen to it uh, with one more song from a band called, uh, they're a Massachusetts band called You Won't. And this is from their album uh, Skeptic Goodbye, and this is the rather silly and awesome Three Car Garage. And this is Adam saying I'll see you next time, and also... James, peace out. Y'all take care. This is Three Car Garage by You Won't. Said.